Revenue generated, regulatory record, staffing levels and diversity, technology spending, and succession planning. Firms elect to participate but do not pay to be included in the ranking. Investor experience and returns are not considered. At the intersection of life and money, this is Everyday Wealth with award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and personal finance expert Gene Chatsky. Presented by Edelman Financial Engines, ranked by Barron's as the number one investment advisor in the country. Now, here's Gene Chatsky and Soledad O'Brien. Hi, everyone. I'm Gene Chatsky. And I'm Soledad O'Brien, and you're listening to Everyday Wealth. Last week, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates a quarter of a percentage point, and we thought that it might be helpful to go a little bit deeper on this and what it could mean for you and maybe, more importantly, your money, <laughs> your wallet, uh, and all of your investments. We're also, of course, in the heart of March Madness right now, and no doubt Everybody went a little bit crazy when Kentucky lost. When Kentucky lost. At the same time, we're racing toward the April tax deadline. We thought it might be helpful to talk about how to put losing, for some folks, to good use through tax loss harvesting. And then to close out the show, we're going to be discussing what to consider when you're changing jobs after the age of 50. So be sure to stick around. If you've got a question or a topic that you'd like to see us cover on a future show, uh, visit us at Plan EFE. Com and visit the Everyday Wealth page, and you can submit your questions or your ideas to us right there. But we begin, as we always do, with a look at what's happened in the markets and financial news. Thanks so much, Soledad. The markets have interestingly been really faltering so far this month, with the exception of a single sector. Energy stocks are actually doing incredibly well. That is in part due to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. It sent crude oil prices on a tear. Energy stocks are along for the ride. But this is sort of the flip side of what has happened over the past couple of years as tech stocks have led the way. So as we all know, payments on federal student loans have been on hiatus for much of the pandemic. Interest rates were set to zero. They are set to come back online in May. That may or may not happen, depending on what goes on in the economy. But we now have a number as far as what that saved people over the past couple of years. 37 million federal student loan borrowers were spared $195 billion Wow! in loan repayments from the government. These were their federal loans only. And if you are in the position of having to start making those payments again in May, the time is really right now to start making a plan for that. We are going to talk about how to deal with living in a rising interest rate environment, but we actually do it with a backdrop of news. Um, Jay Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, came out on Monday and said that inflation is much too high. Those were his words. And he is indicating that he's going to do whatever is necessary to squelch it. That may include raising interest rates by a half a point at a clip rather than a quarter of a point. So this could heat up a lot faster than people are expecting. What's the reason why we're seeing inflation and predictions that it's going to stick around longer than originally thought? 
I think everybody thought that this was just a supply chain issue mm-hmm. to begin with. So and connected to the pandemic. Exactly. And and what we're realizing was that, in fact, it's not, that we've got a lot of other factors at play and wages are going up. And there's a fear that wages will push prices higher because companies who have to pay their people more will then have to charge more for their products in order to stay afloat. And you get into what economists like to call a wage price spiral. So when we look at what's going on with the Fed and with interest rate hikes, I think it's really important to put on whatever hat you happen to be wearing at the time and think about what that implication could be for you and for me down the road. I well, mean, we often say, right, it's very complicated because it sort of depends on where you sit. So let's say, as many people are trying to do right now, you want to buy a home. What's your point of view on how you should be thinking about interest rates. I mean, I think many potential home buyers at this moment are either panicked about what's coming down the pike or trying to buy right this very moment. Yeah, exactly. Because we think that mortgage rates, which have already popped over 4%, are very, very likely headed higher. So if you've got a mortgage at 4%, and let's just talk about a million dollar mortgage because we know home prices have been going up. And we also like round numbers. It makes our math much easier. (laughs) The, The monthly payment on that is going to be $4,700, closer to $4,800. But if if you take that up to a 5% mortgage, you're looking at a monthly payment of closer to $5,400. So what is that? A $700 difference, roughly. And over the life of your loan, you're really looking at paying about $200,000 more in interest, right? And that is not nothing. Real money. Right? <laughs> that it, That is not nothing. And it's the reason that we're starting to see people look at adjustable rate loans for the first time in a long time. And my advice to you on that would just be, if you're one of them, take a look at those hybrid arms, the ones that are five years seven years, nine years, and then start to reset and try to match the amount of time that you think you're going to be in that home with that number in the first part of the equation. Let's say I'm a small business owner. Okay. What should I be thinking about or what should I be panicking about? (laughs) I know you always, you guys always say don't panic, but you know, I mean, I think it is a scary time for small business owners. Because they rely on lines of credit. They rely on loans to just keep their businesses moving and keep up with their, their cash flows and, and the, the speed with which their money is coming in. So those are going to go up. Scrutiny on those loans is also going to tighten. And so if you're a small business owner, what you want to think about right now is if you've got a variable rate loan, you might want to lock it down into a fixed rate. And if you need new funding, think about those fixed rate loans as well. We also know there are a lot of small business owners who actually float their businesses on their own personal credit cards. You might want to think about trying to lock yourself into a very, very low interest rate Um Uh, for the next 12 to 18 months. And it's no small share of people, about 40% of people, this is nerd wallet research, said that they actually used a personal credit card to start their business. What if you're a saver? Is this a a good time for you? I mean, it seems to me... Yeah, because it seems like the advice is if you're worried about inflation, if you're worried 
we talked about the R word, recession, then packing away cash at this moment is a good idea. Right. Except that if you're a bank right now, you're in the catbird seat because you are going to very, very quickly raise interest rates on the loans that you are giving to people. You're very, very quickly going to pass these interest rate hikes along to credit cards. But when it comes to the return that you are paying on savings accounts, which is on average right now about one half of one-tenth of one percent, right? It's it's nothing. nothing. If you put $1,000 into the bank 10 years ago, you would have $1,010, right? So I'm not saying that the interest rates are not going to go up. They will start to go up for savers, but they're going to go up much more slowly than the interest rate increases on the credit cards that you carry in your wallet just because the banks can do that. They are not hungry for deposits right now. But there are some banks out there that actually do need deposits. And the the trick as a consumer is to start shopping around and, and looking for high interest rate savings accounts. You're most likely to find them from community banks, from internet only banks, and from credit unions. So then where do you advise people to think about putting their money. What do you, you have do? to think about what the money's for. If this is short-term money, you really have to put it in a savings account or a money market account. And you should shop for the best one that you can, but putting it into the market where if you lose money because the markets take a tumble, you know, if this is next year's college tuition and the markets fall, you don't have time to make that up again. So right. you got to just sit with the low interest rates that you're going to get right now. But if it's longer term money, then you should look to bonds right? Or you should look to stocks and putting together a diversified portfolio that can carry you through to your goals whenever those goals happen to hit. I think getting some help because I do think when uh, things get a little bit chaotic or um, confusing or just there's a lot of stress in the environment. And I think we're in that environment now. It's always very helpful to have someone walk through your personal scenario. A hundred percent. If you feel like you need help and you're not sure where to find it, you should go and look for a financial advisor. You can certainly call one from Edelman Financial Engines at 833-PLAN-EFE, but there are lots of good ones out there as well. We need to take a short break. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side, but stay with us because later in the show, we are going to talk about how losing, as in losing money on your investments, can actually work for you, can be positive, and we'll dig into what you need to consider if you want to change jobs after the age of 50. This is Everyday Wealth. Stay with us. Listeners can join us for our new March webinar, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies, on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. Just visit planefe.com to register. If you register today, you'll get a free retirement review. Edelman Financial Engines. From here forward. Hey, it's Otto, install manager at Car Toys. It's that time of year. Our 35th annual birthday bash sale is going on now. Get up to 50% off store-wide, including Apple CarPlay decks, remote starts, speakers, subs, everything you need to customize your dream car. Plus, score free gear like backup cams and Sirius XM tuners. Save $125 on free same-day installation when you purchase select Apple CarPlay decks from Pioneer, Boss, Kenwood, Sony, and Alpine starting at $199. Car Toys, a better way to go. 
The highest level of owner satisfaction. The highest ratings for reliability. Constant reviews for the luxury interior. Top rated for fun to drive. And a look that says, I love my Mazda. You see them everywhere, on our streets and around town. We want you to come see what the buzz is about. As you shop for your new car, come check the Mazdas at any of our three South Sound Mazda locations in Puyallup, South Tacoma, and Olympia. Driven a Mazda yet? You'll love it when you do. Are you feeling boxed in by the pressures of running your business? Remote workforces, HR compliance, retaining top talent, the list goes on. Fortunately, there's Insperity. They put 30-plus years of HR experience to work, offering your employees competitive benefit options while lightening your HR load. You're able to focus on other priorities, your employees can thrive, and your business can grow. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Full-service HR, employee benefits, HR technology, Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Landlords and tenants, if you're stressing over rent owed since March of 2020, the Eviction Resolution Pilot Program can help you. It's a free program program for housing providers and renters and features resources you need to negotiate and settle your dispute. Help access trained conflict resolution specialists, access federal and state rental assistance money, and free legal advice for those that qualify. To learn how to participate, visit courts.wa.gov slash eviction resolution. Sponsored by the Washington State Administrative Office of the Courts and aired in cooperation with the Washington State Association of Broadcasters and this station. Thank you for joining us. Here's Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky with more Everyday Wealth. I'm Gene Chatsky here with Soledad O'Brien. We are continuing our conversation about interest rate hikes, ouch, and what they mean for all of us. And of course, each week we're guided by experts from Edelman Financial Engines who work with their clients every single day to help move their financial lives forward. So today we're welcoming back Rose Niang. She's a wealth planner from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome back to the show, Rose. Nice to see you as always. Thank you, Soledad. Good to be back. Thank you. Are these conversations that you're having now? Now, almost every day with your clients about uh, rising interest rates? Yeah, we do have conversations with our clients about uh, general changes in, in the economy, obviously, and, and how they will be impacted by those. So, yes, interest rates are coming up <laughs> in conversation since we've had recent changes and so many changes to come. And are there specific building blocks that you put in place, specific steps that you sort of take your clients through just to make sure that they are prepared to deal with this? Yes. So obviously having a well-diversified portfolio, regardless of what's going on, does help you uh, just sail a little bit smoother towards the goals that you have to accomplish. But specifically during rising interest rates, there are a few things you can do to assure that, you know, you are taking advantage of these rates going up. But also there are some things you shouldn't do because they could get you in trouble. Before you dig into the things you shouldn't do, can I just ask you a follow-up question on the diversified portfolio? So at the beginning of the show, we talked a little bit about how the energy sector is far and away the outperformer so far this year, like it is dominating like tech did for the past couple of years. What's the approach to that when you're trying to build a diversified portfolio and yet there is one clear winner? 
Well, markets are cyclical. So those are already built into these diversified portfolios that our clients uh, are into. So we're not necessarily going to rush and buy more, uh, you know, of energy just because it's doing well or switch back and forth uh, between energy and tech because you can't guess what's going to outperform tomorrow. So owning everything and owning it all the time is the best hedge against uh, these spikes in sectors in the market. What do you advise people against? Again, everybody's uh, personal economy is very different, but rule of thumb for what absolutely do not do uh, when we're dealing in an environment when interest rates are rising. Do not be uh, reactive. Be proactive. Uh, Jean mentioned earlier how saving rates are going to lag over, uh, you know, increases in debt, right? But if you have a CD, for example, that is maturing, do not just lock it into another five-year rate. Give it a beat. Wait for interest rates to uh, to catch up to to those savings rates. If you uh, have bonds in your allocation and it's well diversified, please do not sell your bond. They are a crucial part of diversifying your risk so you don't suffer the full blunt of any possible stock market drops. And remember that the market is a forward-looking machine, right? Expected interest rates uh, are already factored into bond prices. So bottom line is that unless you can out smart bond markets or or somehow figure out um, where inflation is going to go, right? Unless you know how fast GDP will grow or how slow it will grow or what the Fed will do in reaction to those, you should stay put in that well-diversified portfolio. And then one last thing that I will touch on, if you are actually invested in a bond fund, which is investing in diverse and different maturity date bonds, those bonds will actually be maturing and those bond funds are able to then purchase into these newer, higher yields uh, that are coming up. So your earnings or the payments you're getting from your bond funds actually are keeping pace with, with rising interest rates. When you are talking about being proactive rather than reactive. Are you thinking of people who have the opportunity to lock into long-term interest rates at today's prices rather than waiting for those rates to go up? So refinancing a mortgage, refinancing a car loan, refinancing a private student loan, transferring a balance on a credit card. I think people look at these interest rates and they think, oh my God, 4% on a mortgage is so expensive. But in fact, 4% on a mortgage in historic terms is really, really reasonable. We have been spoiled, right? We haven't seen rising interest rates like this or expected rising interest rates, I should say, like this in a very long time, right? So people uh, who are like my age, they, of course, think this is very expensive because the last time we've had uh, any, uh, you know, expected increases of interest rate, we were not thinking about mortgages. We were not thinking about credit cards, yeah, right? Us Gen Xers, we've you seen it that. all. Yes, but we you, have. you millennials and Gen Zers are a little <laughs> right. shocked right we about are now. Very shocked. So, so then let's let's switch gears and talk about some of those things you can do, right? So, if you are a saver, as you guys were mentioning earlier, and you are building your 
you know, emergency reserves, for example. These higher interest rates will help you get to that, you know, three to 24 months, depending on where you are and how stable your income is a little bit faster. And then if you have high interest debt, especially, you know, variable loans um, or even credit cards, they will go up a lot faster. Now is the time to reduce the outstanding amount before interest rates kick in. It's very important to do that now because higher interest rate means it may take you longer to pay down your credit card debt and cost you even more to do so. You must have clients who say, so Rose, as an investor, I'm pretty diversified, but I've got some money. Where should I put it right now? What do you tell them? Well, when we are talking about investing for the long term, now is always a good time to buy, right? When is the best time to plant a tree if you want to shade? Today, right? So we're going to go back to what are you investing for, right? We are never just investing for the sake of investing so we can have some fun for the most part, right? Uh, Especially regular investors. So putting that in a well-diversified portfolio uh, based on the goals that you have can definitely help. Although I've been having this conversation with a lot of the women in the Her Money community. Because There's, why? Do they because, feel like they have some cash and they want to invest it and that's where they're coming from? And because they feel like they just want to know enough about how to invest in individual stocks to talk about it at a cocktail party. Oh. So we, we actually started a program called Investing Fix. I'm hosting it with Karen Feinerman from CNBC where we are teaching stock picking. We're teaching people how to pick individual stocks. They work together to build a group portfolio. Their first pick was Target. And so if anybody's interested in in joining that program, you can find out more at investingfix.com. But I thought the rule with two X's. But I thought the rule of thumb was, you know, invest in what you know, find a business. Is that just not... Have it, I been lied to no. all these years, Jean no, and Rose? I, I don't think so. I mean, that's an old um, invest in what you know is is an old trick because sometimes you can see you can see something coming when you understand it. My daughter used to be great at saying, "Oh, this is the next company that's going to be hot when it comes to blue jeans." You know, look at look at that fashion. And I think some people have that sense, but the whole world of invest in a diversified portfolio grew out of the fact that invest in what you know doesn't work all the time. And so we want to own everything. I do like the fact that you have the space for women to come in and talk about investing and be confident about investing, because I'm sure, as you all well know, women in general have less confidence than men uh, when it comes to looking at themselves and saying we are investors. I do, uh, Soledad, just to answer your question, want to caution this. What I tell my clients is always this. Let somebody who is a professional, who does this every day, take care of your stay rich money. You can't. What's your stay rich money? money? That's the money you cannot live without. That's Mm. the money you have planned for your college, uh, for your kids' college. That's the money that you are going to retire with, you are going to buy a house with. Please do join Gene and team for your get rich money, right? Like you said, your daughter, that amount, that, that blue jeans company that she really, really wants to invest in. And always, always invest within your risk tolerance. Always invest in those situations, uh, the amount that you are willing to lose, right? Because none of us have a crystal ball and markets are cyclical. Oh my gosh, I love that. Your stay rich, your stay money, rich money and your get rich money. I, I'm going to borrow that and 100%, use it all the time. A hundred percent. 
We're going to take a quick break, but be sure to stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk about how to take advantage of some of the losses in your investment portfolio through tax loss harvesting. And later, we'll get into what you need to consider if you want to change jobs after 50. This is Everyday Wealth. We'll be right back. Join us for our free webinar on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 or 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you register today, you'll get a free retirement review. We can also evaluate your current retirement strategy and pinpoint areas for improvement. Just visit planefe.com to register. You know you worked hard. I'm here with my friend Steve Teichler, Best Mortgage. And Steve, a lot of people have a lot of equity in their homes right now. If they're 62 or older or if their parents are 62 or older, a reverse mortgage might be a great idea, but it might not. And I know they shouldn't go with those out-of-state robocall and junk mailers. You know, Dory, a lot of my clients have recently complained they're getting tons of robocalls and junk mail. And there's a lot of people trying to get into the reverse mortgage business now. But you want to work with a local expert like me because if you call one of those 800 phone number guys, you're going to talk to a salesman in a call center. I spend over an hour or more being a consultant, not a salesperson. I'm not trying to sell you a reverse mortgage. I will go over the pros and cons and make sure it's right for you because it's a great program for some people, but it is not right for everyone. Steve and Best Mortgage have been my longest running sponsor. 16 years, they've been taking care of my listeners. 30 years taking care of people in the region. Best Mortgage, 425-649-6000. Best Mortgage, 425-649-6000 management, estate planning, insurance, and more. For more ways to take your wealth potential to a new level, call Edelman Financial Engines and schedule a free, no-obligation meeting with an advisor today. Reach us at 833-PLAN-EFE or visit planefe.com. That's planefe.com. Edelman Financial Engines offers integrated wealth planning to coordinate all aspects of your financial life. Now and wherever your future may take you, visit planefe.com. Thank you for joining us. We're back with you on Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Soledad O'Brien here with Jane Chatsky and Edelman Financial Engines Wealth Planner Rose Nyang. Have you guys been watching any of March Madness? A little bit. A little bit, too. I have two teenage boys, so they just literally plant themselves. (laughs) I shouldn't even say that because my husband, who's not a teenage boy, also plants himself on the couch. But I've had a chance to watch a little of it. And, of course, uh, it's in full swing. Um, Many people's brackets destroyed within the first 12 hours of the tournament. Only... 161 brackets out of 17 million, according to ESPN, uh, remain perfect, uh, which is roughly 0.0004% of brackets because, of course, Kentucky, the number two seed, Iowa, the number five seed, out early. Uh, Great for the teams, of course, that beat them. St. Peter's, which you have got to love the coach and got to love the fans, Uh, Richmond as well. But for those who are hoping for perfect brackets, um, they are now 
getting comfortable with their losses. Getting comfortable with loss um, or making a loss work for you probably is not going to work during March Madness, but it could work uh, in the context of what our next segment is all about. We're going to talk about how you can take advantage of tax loss harvesting in your portfolio. So why don't we begin with a sense of what is tax loss harvesting? So the deal is you can write off capital losses against capital gains in any particular tax year. So if you made $10,000 in one stock, lost $10,000 in another stock, those just wash each other out. You can also write off capital losses against earned income, but only up to $3,000. And so If you lose in a particular tax year more than $3,000, there is this thing called tax loss harvesting, which solves that problem. When we talk about capital gains and capital losses, there are different tax rates applied that rely on how long you actually hold on to this investment. Can you take us through that, Rose? Yes. So so basically, capital gains are are profit that are taxed, right? So if you have uh, profits on your investments that you've held for more than than one year, they are taxed at the long-term capital gains uh, rate, which is, you know, a preferential rate. So it's It's lower. lower. It's lower, right? If you have uh, profits from from investments that you have held for less than a year, those are short-term capital gains. And these rates are taxed at your regular tax bracket, right? Um, So... uh, you are able to, uh, according to the IRS, you know, offset capital gains or profits against any capital losses uh, as well. You can carry over these losses, right, which could help you for the next year. Right. That's where the $3,000 in ordinary income comes in, right? You can offset $3,000 in ordinary income, but if you've got even more than that, you can roll them into the next year. That is correct. So just to put this in a in a real life example, I had a client who joined us in early 2020. He came to us just wanting to ensure that he was doing everything he could, obviously, since the retirement was fast approaching. And like many of us, he had spent 20 years working for the same organization. And just through purchases and, and you know, stock grants, he has accumulated a, a large amount of his own employer stock. Uh, now, when he started talking to us, what we quickly realized is that we do need to diversify him away from some or, or most of that individual stock in order to be aligned with his risk tolerance. With the help of my colleagues, we were able to recommend a two-year plan that could perhaps help with his taxes rather than just incurring all of those capital gains within one year. It will be spread out basically over a two-year period of time. So our recommendation was to harvest some of these losses to offset some of the gains that we have incurred. This is why it's important to have a team that is not only looking at your investments, but your entire financial picture to make sure that you're doing everything you can because tax loss harvesting and other tax smart strategies 
are very important to your wealth building process. And uh, you guys are in luck because we do have a webinar on the 29th of March that is going to be talking about six tax smart investing strategies. And you can register at planEFE.com now. And you will also get a free retirement review if you register today. And when you're going through the process of rebalancing your portfolio, which you should be doing on a regular basis, tax loss harvesting can work as well. Absolutely. So within the rebalancing process, you are generally selling outperforming assets uh, that are now overweight in your portfolio and investing the proceeds in underperforming assets. So this will allow you to take advantage of, you know, these longer term cycles that we've mentioned uh, before in the market. When we talk about tax loss harvesting, there is something called the wash sale rule, and we need to be very conscious of not running afoul of it, right? What's that? Exactly. So because nobody likes cheaters, the IRS doesn't (laughs) either, right? So what the wash sale rule is, is basically you cannot sell a stock at a loss and then turn around two days later after taking that tax advantage and buy the same stock or a stock like it. So an example would be if you were to sell Apple stock and realize that $10,000 loss, you can go ahead and buy a mutual fund that has a majority of Apple stock in it. That's the same thing. So the rule is you wait 30 days before you can repurchase that stock that you have uh, incurred that loss or anything that is similar to it. So same goes for if you were to buy a similar stock to that Apple stock or a fund that has a significant amount of that of that Apple stock 30 days before, the same wash sale rule will apply as well. This is something that people need to be really conscious of when we're looking at things like S&P 500 index funds, of which there are so many, right? You can't sell one index fund from one company and buy a similar index fund from another company. Exactly. What happens, though, to make it extremely clear is that you can no longer use that loss. So if you did sell one S&P 500 uh, index fund from, you know, company ABC and went and bought an S&P 500 index from company, you know, XYZ, that loss didn't happen. And you will quickly find out when uh, you are doing your taxes or when you are audited that that loss could not have happened in that same year. You know, you made a good point before about how important it is that people on your team are in communication. I know that my financial advisor talks to my accountant. My financial advisor also uses my accountant. So they're all they're all in conversation. But I'm wondering, like, is this normal? Absolutely. We have cultivated a group of accountants and CPAs that we refer our clients to. We also have an internal team that we can uh, bring on board if, let's say, the conversation becomes too technical. You brought up earlier in the conversation the looming tax deadline, right? If you wait until April 15 to start thinking about what to do <laughs> to be tax efficient, it's too late, right? So I shouldn't be doing that. Is that no. what you're saying? No. I should stop doing that. <laughs> your accountant, I'm your accountant's going to be very angry and put you on extension. My accountant and you're going to have to me. wait until October. He's already emailing me, so he loves me. Exactly. 
exactly. So conversations and strategies like tax loss harvesting, how to maximize uh, the contributions in your IRAs, which IRAs you should be uh, making the contributions to, 529 plans that, you know, you can make contributions to. All those conversations have to happen all year round, even though they only impact, in some cases, your taxes. And then you can go out and have a nice big drink. <laughs> or two. If, or two. If, if you require it once you file your taxes. Absolutely. We need to pause. We're going to take a quick break. Be sure to stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk about what you need to think about if you want to change jobs after 50. I'm Jean Chatsky with Soledad O'Brien. You're listening to Everyday Wealth. Listeners can join us for our new March webinar, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies, on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. Just visit planefe.com to register. If you missed a show, you can listen to the podcast at planefe.com on the Everyday Wealth page or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Edelman Financial Engines, from here forward. Now's the time to get on board. The Mariners are on the rise. Jared Kelnick coming through. Goodbye baseball. Ty Branch. And the mojo is back at T-Mobile Park. Walk off home run. What a moment. With a Mariners season ticket membership, you can lock in the best seats and get priority access now for 2022 Mariners baseball and 2023 All-Star Week in Seattle. Get a reserve season ticket membership and secure great seats or flex membership, offering you the choice of games and locations. The Mariners have one of the most thrilling wins of the season. Become a Mariners season ticket member and see it all, including the 2023 All-Star Week. Visit Mariners.com slash All-Star to secure your seats for all the action. That's gone! A grand slam for J.P. Clover! Mariners baseball. See us rise. Let's be honest. With today's volatile financial landscape, the stocks and bonds of Wall Street may not perform as well as they once did. And with inflation at record highs, determining if these stocks and bonds are enough to help you retire comfortably on your own terms has never been more important. That means it may be time for a new alternative investment strategy, one that's grounded in low stock market correlation, one that includes YieldStreet.com's wide variety of alternative investments. YieldStreet.com's asset classes like art, real estate, venture capital, and more can give your portfolio the modern touch it may need to thrive while letting you diversify your assets away from Wall Street. And with just a few clicks, you'll get unprecedented access to private market opportunities with varying durations and return rates once reserved for the ultra-rich. Take steps to help keep your financial goals on track and get started today at YieldStreet.com. YieldStreet.com. Invest beyond the stock market. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. And Zach, I know you and Bulwark are laser-focused on risk management. What is the biggest risk right now? Ironically, bonds. Really? Why? Because of all this money printing and the fact that we're still at zero interest rates, it's likely to create some serious inflation. And inflation crushes bonds. If your portfolio has a significant portion in bonds, you may need a bond replacement strategy now. Get our free booklet, Common Sense Investing, to learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy that shows you how to protect your retirement against loss, but still seek market gains. Our goal is the highest returns with the least amount of risk and cost. Call now for your free copy of Zach's new version of Common 
Common Sense Investing. Learn about Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. PlanEFE.com today. Thank you for joining us. Here's Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky with more Everyday Wealth. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Soledad O'Brien here with Gene Chatsky and Edelman Financial Engines Wealth Planner, Rose Yang. When we first launched this show, we started talking about the great resignation. And even now, the labor market is very hot. February, U.S. employers added 687,000 jobs. The unemployment rate fell to 3.8 percent. According to Bloomberg, the average hourly pay for workers has risen 5.1 percent from a year earlier. So not a really big surprise, I don't think, that people are shopping around for a better gig. So in our next segment, we thought that we'd focus on a part of the population that tends to have a bit of a harder time doing job transitions, people who are over the age of 50. I'm curious why, Gene, people sort of look at 50 as that cutoff point for where there are are challenges and why? I think it's historic. I mean, when we were coming up in the world, 50 was the age where you could join AARP. 50 was the age where people started to worry that their resume was going to age them. I don't think it's true at all anymore. I think people who do change jobs later in life are are doing it for a whole host of reasons. We're looking ahead of us now and we're thinking, I've been doing this particular thing now for 20, 25 years. Do I really want to just do this my whole life? Do I want to have a second or third act where I learn something new or I've put away a lot of money already? Does that give me freedom to to follow something that I'm passionate about or to take a job that's just a little slower paced or a little less stressful. I think 50 is a cutoff point for me, the line where you started thinking about, like, I've got 30 years left, roughly. What do I want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be around? What do I want to be known for? What's my legacy? What do I care about? What are the nonprofits that I want to give my time and my heart to? You know, as opposed to just... It's a gig. I get paid this. This is what the title is. I, I feel like I spent a lot of my 20s. You know, what's driving? What's the title? Right? What's the money? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think 50 for me was a very clear delineation of kind of bigger picture about satisfaction in life. 50 was my you don't scare me Ooh, age. Like 50 that. was my age when I felt like I'm going to say whatever I want to say whenever I want to say it. And you don't scare me. You don't scare me. That's but how there say is. It. You don't scare me. There is a benefit to changing jobs around the age of 50. We we know, yeah, the, the Center for Retirement Research did a study and they found that people who switch voluntarily in their 50s actually work longer. Um, they have a, a greater chance of working to age 65 than those who stay with the same employer. And I think this is because they're embracing a new challenge and new challenges keep us young. They keep us engaged. They keep us interested. And, and that's that's a really, really good thing. But there is a financial implication to changing jobs later in life. Um, 
some good, some bad. And and Rose, I'm I'm wondering when you see people start to switch jobs later in their career, are they doing it to earn more money or are they doing it because they want to enjoy what they're doing? Yes, and they are basically doing it, uh, Jean, as you ask, for two reasons. Some are doing it, uh, Soledad, like you said, they, they all of a sudden feel empowered. I would say that also, especially for my clients who are parents, that may be the age in which the kids are kind of getting off the payroll hmm. and they feel like their that responsibility. Some point? No. <laughs> I've heard about it. No. <laughs> Never really seen that, but go ahead. Yeah. The, the responsibilities are lessening a little bit, right? You, you, you may not be as into buying some of those things that, that you thought you couldn't live without and, and expenses at home are slowing down. So then you may be uh, ready to look for that soul-searching job that may not be, uh, be paying as well. So whenever you are switching job and going into a new career or another job, it is always worth looking at what are some of those perks like, you know, bonuses and stock options that you may be leaving behind at the other organization and make sure that you are somehow being compensated. So Rose, when people are looking at a job change, what what do they need to negotiate? more at this age than they might have earlier in their careers. Not every job is going to be the same. Not every job is going to offer the same benefits. When you are leaving a a job, one of the things that you may consider specifically is unvested stock options. Uh, Like uh, my client that I mentioned earlier, if he were to leave his current employer, he would leave a significant amount of unvested stock options, options that he could not exercise because the time uh, has not come for him to do so. So what he can do then is maybe ask for a salary increase or a sign-on bonus that will compensate him for those perks that, that he may leave behind. Another one would be vacation days, right? If you've amassed a good bank of vacation days, going into a new company means leaving those vacation days behind. So making sure that you tell them, uh, you know, that you, you need to be compensated for that is, is important as well. If you are leaving your job mid-year, right, you're not going to get that bonus that's coming in next year. So talking to your employer, your new employee, I should say, about getting a sign-on bonus to compensate you for, for leaving mid-year it will also be uh, something very important to do. Yeah, I think it's pretty typical in a lot of industries. And so I think often people just forget to ask or they don't they don't think they deserve it or they don't realize that it is an advantage that you are now giving up as you move into another opportunity. And if they value you and they want to hire you, they have to figure out how to make you whole, if you will, uh, on that front. Can I tell you a crazy story? So when I worked at CNN, one day I was talking to the late, great Larry King, and he was telling me about how you could negotiate for time on the corporate jet, which had never even... <laughs> Did you do that? Of course not. It was after I negotiated my contract. But like it had never... It made me realize like there was this whole world of what you don't even realize is possible and that there were people in some ways who had like the secret password of <laughs> it never would have I, I was asking for like vacation time x number of dollars you know and the idea of like no no you could get you could actually negotiate for days and weeks flying the corporate jet around look at that Come right? On. right so no I never ever got a seat on the corporate jet ever but it opened my mind to really as you're saying like 
thinking creatively about what you're leaving behind and then going to a new place and saying, hey, this has a value. And I would I'd like you to think about what else I could be asking for. Also, later in life, people have to think about some of the more boring things than the corporate jet. Like we need to think we need to think about insurance, health insurance in particular, and and making sure, particularly if you're leaving a company with a nice health benefits program and you're going off to work for yourself, that you have some sort of a way to bridge yourself to Medicare. That's become a big concern in the last couple of years. So even just leaving an organization that has great health care and going to one that has not great health care, that you can actually negotiate getting compensated for that gap because health care is so expensive and you might need to bolster what they're they're offering. And in, in that same token as well, making sure that you have a very cushy emergency fund, making sure you have a backup plan in case this leap of faith that you are taking after 50, um, you know, if it doesn't work, you you have a plan to transition into whatever life may be. If you are getting a salary cut because you went to an organization that, you know, like I said, is more for, for fulfilling your soul rather than, you know, for that paycheck, because now you are 50 and like, Jean, nobody can scare you anymore. Uh, you don't you know. scare me. That just triggers me to say, you don't it's, scare me. That's how I imagine Jean saying it to people. Exactly. But oh, make I sure just that think you can it. live. <laughs> make sure that you can live on that new salary, right? We are taking this leap of faith, but can we live off of that new salary as well? Those are some really real conversations that you should sit with your financial planner and talk about. And, and if you don't have one, you can always talk to an Edelman Financial Engines planner by calling 833-PLAN-EFE or visit planefe.com. Rose, thank you so much for being here. That is our show for today. If you have a question you'd like us to answer or a topic that you would like us to discuss, just visit us at planefe.com and go to the Everyday Wealth page. And if you missed last week's show, you can download the podcast there. You can download all of our previous shows there or wherever you get your podcasts. A big thank you to Rose Niang from Edelman Financial Engines. Always nice to be chatting with you and we will see everybody back here next week have a great week in the meanwhile listeners can join us for our new march webinar six tax smart investing strategies on tuesday march 29th 2022 at 3 or 8 p.m eastern just visit planefe.com to register everyday wealth with soledad o'brien and gene chatsky is sponsored by edelman financial engines Listen in each week to hear fresh and compelling insights and strategies to help you elevate your financial potential. To learn more, visit our website, everydaywealth.com. Find our show wherever you stream your favorite podcast. We are the Harnish Auto Family, Subaru, Volkswagen, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC of Puyallup, Kia, and Chevrolet of Everett. We are here for you. We are Harnish Auto Family. People matter. Great prices and old-fashioned service for brakes, mufflers, and tune-ups. Financing available at the 16 Bucky's Complete Auto Repair locations. No appointment needed. Check Bucky's.com. Hot Tub and Swim Spa buyers save thousands at the Northwest Spa Show this Friday through Sunday in Tacoma and the Washington State Fairgrounds. NWSpaShow.com. NWSpaShow.com. Hello, sports people. It's Rachel Bell. And if you like watching sports on big old screens while eating super delicious food, head over to Muckleshoot Casino, your destination for food and fun. Watch your favorite team's 
compete on one of their big screen TVs in the brand new Caesar Sportsbook at Muckleshoot and feast on chicken wings, either traditional buffalo, five alarm, sriracha honey, and more. And their home run sliders are piled high with crunchy onion straws, melty cheddar cheese, and tangy bistro sauce. Check out the menu at MuckleshootCasino.com. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital and host of Know Your Risk Radio. Zach, what's the number one concern with people's investments right now? Without a doubt, Dory, it's inflation, and it's here. With all this money printing and with still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise, and when inflation rises, bonds get smoked. We've been telling people for six years, if you're using bonds in the old-school 60-40 mix as the safe portion of your portfolio, you're taking a risk in today's inflationary environment. Well, what should our listeners do? If you're worried about inflation, we believe that you should consider getting out of bonds and get educated with Bulwark's bond report placement strategy. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Learn how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still seek to grow your assets. Call Zach now for your free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Your best source for local news. Cairo News Radio. K I R O F 